Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hi, I'm Karan. And I'm Jason. And, and we're, we're the Bradshaws. Bradshaws. Welcome to Blended in Black and White. We're here to share and discuss our personal perspective on life from the point of view of a mixed and blended family. Topics ranging from faith to kids, race and politics, and babies. And along the way, we'll share our personal walk as well, keeping it real. Hope, Hope you, you enjoy. enjoy. Hey, welcome back, guys. Hi, welcome back. How are we doing today? Excellent. Karina, how are you doing? She ain't going to say nothing, of course. Of course, when we want her to talk, you know, that's how it goes. Anyway, there is a lot going on in our world, culture, society. Um, something that hits very close to home for us uh, would be anything with kids. School shootings. I'll just come right out and throw it right out there. We've kind of, um, we've dabbled a bit with kind of some of our political views and beliefs on this show, um, but we haven't really gone in depth. And of course, anytime we bring up a subject like this, I think inevitably we're going to get into it at some point today. Um, how we feel and it's of course something that people are very passionate about myself included so just praying that um god leads us to say the right say thing. the right things and hopefully speak to some people and at least have open minds for discussion about things right because i think it's important for our country and our kids yeah i agree so let's start with what the news showed us because that's what we know the news showed us um or shared that a young woman a teen went into a christian school and killed three kids and three adults and then was killed herself by police officers really sad well yeah all the way around it's sad so what I think about is that it could have been my kids mm -hmm. that I find out that day that were killed and that breaks my heart and they're little kids you know it's like here's the thing it's all going to end up coming back to the gun laws, gun security. That's where it's going to come back to. That's a big part of the issue. Mental health is another big part of the issue. Like why, you know, people have access to these things, but why are they doing this even with the access? Mm -hmm. I could get a gun, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go shoot a bunch of people, right? Mm -hmm. That's another part of it. Um, but I don't think our government or our country does enough to safeguard to ensure people that aren't mentally stable have 
there are precautions and guidelines set up for them to where they can't access certain things. I mean, well, we have to get a license to drive a car. So how can you be a teen running around with an with the AR or whatever these huge guns are that people are getting access to very easily, it seems. Even if it's their parents' guns, like, it sucks. So at what point are the parents held liable then? Or are they? You know, maybe they are. I don't know. They should be. Yeah. Because it's if it's their responsibility and their weapon, um, you know, there's accountability there. But the fact that we have assault rifles, number one, listen, the Second Amendment is in place for the public to overthrow a tyrannical government. That's why the Second Amendment was put in the Constitution, because... The Revolutionary War, the first thing the British tried to do was destroy the storehouses, the first battles of, of that war. Because they know if the people are armed, that they can cause problems. So I get why the com- amendment is in there. But I want to make the argument that people who stand on that are just using it as an excuse. Like, you should not only have to have a certain license to be able to get a firearm. You should have to go through some checks and balances and some hoops. Just like they don't just let anybody drive a vehicle because you could kill somebody with it. You should have to go through those hoops. Then, I think, in addition to that, there should be further documentation, further requirements for you to get a an assault rifle or something well, I mean, of that like, nature. If you have that every year, like we have to renew our registration, right, on our vehicle. So every year you should have to go back and renew your registration on your gun or whatever. Because we need to have a tighter grip on who and how and why these people have gun have these guns or have guns how about that because yeah you know you may say well it's a mental health crisis okay but if we do our due diligence in making it at least difficult or more challenging for people to get these types of weapons than it is because realistically there's not really anything in place if we make it actually difficult for these types of weapons which make it easier to kill in mass then we've done at least our due diligence on that end and we're not just assuming people are going to do what they're supposed to do because we know what they say about assuming so i'll i've got a statistic here um mass shootings in our country since The National Assault Weapons Ban ended in 2005 has grown exponentially every year. Like, it's ridiculous. And if you look at um, us compared to other countries in the world, I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. 
Um, like it's not even close. Whereas we have like thousands, you know, a country like Great Britain has a handful. So it all ties into just our society in general and how um, <laughs> education and how there's no emphasis on true mental health and everything else that gets pumped into our brains and all the fear mongering. You know, the thing is, the reason, number one, there's two reasons in my mind where they don't want to change this. Number one is because the gun industry and the military are like one of the top business and money producers in the world. And because our society and culture set up is that they want us to fear. They right. want us to be afraid. I mean, as soon as people talk about uh, why they have guns, it's to protect my family. Like, every time you hear stuff like this happen, it's like, oh, well, that's why I have a gun. Let somebody try and break in my house. My family's going to be protected. You're going to wish. If you don't have guns, you're going to wish you did when somebody tries to attack you, attack you and your family. And I feel like that's the first thing that we want that we go to. I'm sure that it doesn't settle right to shoot somebody. I don't care if it's in protection of, um, or, or whatever. I'm sure it never feels good to shoot people. That's why you have people coming back from, um, tours and, you know, you have police officers who have PTSD, you know, because of all of the killing that's going on. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not something we want our families to see. That's not something we want our kids to um, be accustomed to. And yes, world peace is a beautiful thing to think about. And we're not saying that these things don't happen and that we, um, we shouldn't fear um, somebody coming into our house or, you know, invading, invading our privacy or whatever we own. And we want to protect our families, uh, but we got to find a better way to do it. And I'm sure just like in the times where there was uh, boot licking, right? And people were bringing in alcohol when you know, you couldn't, or they were having things where they shouldn't have them. I mean, that happens all the time. Illegal drugs, illegal use of drugs. So I'm sure that if they banned guns in some kind of way, people would find a way to get them. Um, but we've got to find a better way. Yeah, the fact is that, like, there, it seems as though it's just all deflection. You know, you hear politicians just talking about they they go straight to the mental health argument like there's nothing they can do you know it's because they're paid and backed by the nra i mean that's a big part of it like i don't have i'm just gonna say i, I mean i don't have the absolute solution but i think putting stricter laws and things in place is certainly a good start you look at we already have 131 mass shootings in our country already this year and in the last three years 
Each year, there's been more than 600, almost two a day on average, which is crazy. Uh, 40, almost 49,000 people in 2021 died from gun-related injuries. And it's become, now at this point, it is literally the number one killer for kids and teenagers is gun violence. And if that doesn't tell you something right there, because there ain't a lot, a whole lot of elementary kids going around shooting each other, right? The second closest country is Russia, and they're like in the 20s. So we think of ourselves in this country as all high and mighty, and America is a great country. But are we really? I mean, we can't even live in a society without e with each other without, you know, murdering each other on a daily basis as compared to look you know think about how we think of russia and how we look down upon them and their culture and everything else it's just i mean it like violent gun deaths per a hundred thousand people ours is like four and the next highest country is norway at point zero seven wow as far as developed countries. Of course, there are other countries in the world that have higher gun rate death violence, like a lot of uh, um, South America, um, countries in Central America. There's a lot higher death rates in different areas of the world, but as far as developed countries and how we view ourselves, you know, it, it ties, it's similar with, like, education. We think our, of ourselves as so high and smart, high and mighty, and our education is nowhere near the top of the world like it used to be. In fact, it's lacking because that's what the government wants. So let's talk about what that Tennessee congressman said. So they shared this. You can see it on Instagram, Facebook, this Tennessee congressman basically said that there's nothing we can do. I mean, he literally just basically said to the news, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find the quote. That's kind of what I was alluding to. Go ahead. It was pretty disgusting, to be honest, because... You have this young teen who goes into a school who shoots people, and that's the best answer that you can give the state of Tennessee. That's the best answer that you can give the world. Yeah, he basically said Congress is not going to fix it, saying the country needed a real revival rather than gun control re legislation. Well, how about both? You know, there's nothing wrong with hoping for a real revival. He said, if you want to legislate evil, it's just not going to happen. Like if that's not the ultimate cop out and deflection, like that's your job is to, to legislate, to try to safeguard people. And then the other side of it, which that's ridiculous in itself. Then you have the other side of it with, um, far right wing people who now are saying that it was, a uh, because this kid was transgender that they were the trans was attacking Christians. Like I've seen headlines. Wow. It's it's pretty sick. Wow. But anytime a a white boy, 
a white boy goes and does something, it's, oh, what's wrong with him? Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. Let's coddle him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's part of their agenda as well. It, it It's all tied up into, again, the fear. They want us concerned about these things so they don't really, so that we don't really pay attention to what they are doing under our noses and on the world scale. And it's just, it's sad that, that they don't care um, enough to even do anything about it or pretend. Like at this point, they're not even pretending. Like he didn't even act like, hey, we're going to fix this. No, he just came out and said it. Like, yeah. nope. There's nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. So there's something that we can do, American people. Let's get to that. We c- we can vote out people like him. You don't vote him into office. You vote other people into office who are going to make a difference in the lives of not just us, of our children. We need to change these laws for our future. So for people who think like him, there's something that I can do. I'm going to vote you out of office. So make sure you're registered to vote and make sure you're getting out there and you're voting. <laughs> Karina. <laughs> Aw, Karina's wanting to talk now. Yep, absolutely right, babe. Um, but, again, this whole thing is part of the agenda. It's a part of the military-industrial complex that we live in, that people don't want to talk about. Um, but the goal is to keep us afraid, to keep us distracted. That's why the media pumps and pumps and pumps. Anytime there's you know, negative stuff going on, that's all you see because they want us to be afraid. So we don't talk about stuff like that happened this week where essentially the U.S. dollar is about to get devalued. Like, our economy is going to have a lot of issues. And don't be surprised if we start trying to go to war and invade other countries. Like, seriously, you have China just brokered a deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, who are sworn enemies, and Russia, to use the... Chinese yuan to back oil rather than the U.S. dollar, which is going to completely value devalue our money. They'll have to print money even faster, which will cause even more inflation. So it's about to get crazy. Like people think the economy is already bad. Like this is really happening and nobody's talking about it. And it's because they just want us focused on everything else and on being afraid for our lives when we step outside of our doors that we can't even concern ourselves with other real things. And that's why ultimately they don't ever address these things, right? They don't. Do they? I think. I mean, how long have we been talking? How long have we been having these issues with school shootings? mass shootings, you know, and nothing has happened. I remember the first time I heard of a mass shooting. Columbine. Yeah. So I think I think what we really have to remember is that we have to really focus on the laws. I think we have to focus on people. 
Um, and we have to try to make the world a better place. One person at a time. I think it starts at home. I don't know what was going on with that young girl and her family, but it starts at home. I don't care if it was transgender issues, whatever. It starts at home. We've got to love our kids. And um, we've got to show them a better way. So, Well, we'll make this a little bit because it's such a heavy topic. We'll be a little shorter show today. I'm going to share. You guys remember the Sandy Hook, the gun violence at that school. Um, there's a website you can check out. And uh, I want to just read you some facts just to kind of bring stuff home uh, that they have posted. All right. Each each day, 12 children die from gun violence in America. Another 32 are shot and injured. Guns are the leading cause of death among American children and teens. One out of 10 gun deaths are 19-year-olds or younger. Firearm deaths occur at a rate more than five times higher than drownings. Since Columbine in 1999... More than 338,000 U.S. students in America have experienced gun violence in school. There were more school shootings in 2022, 46, than in any other year since Columbine. In 2022, 34 students and adults died while more than 43,000 children were exposed to gunfire. An estimated 4.6 million American children live in a home where at least one gun is kept loaded and unlocked. Nearly half of all parents with a weapon in home wrongly believe their children don't know where the gun is stored. In four out of five school shootings, at least one other person had knowledge of the plan but failed to report it. In a comprehensive school shooting discovery, the Secret Service and Department of Education found that 93% of school shooters planned the attack in advance. Almost all mass shooters shared threatening or concerning messages or images. Children living in poverty, urban and rural, are more likely to die due to gun violence than more affluent. About one in five gay and lesbian youth have been threatened or injured with a weapon. Black youth are four times more likely to be killed with guns than white peers. Children of color are far more likely to experience campus gun violence, more than twice as much for Hispanics and over three times as much for black students. The majority of individuals with diagnosed mental illness do not engage in violence against others. Hmm. Lastly, it must be remembered that 90% of teenagers killed in an act of dating violence were females. So I'm going to end it out with a story. We have two sons. When we met, um, Jason lived in Ohio and I lived in Indy. And um, this was right before the pandemic started. And they were in school. <clears throat> J.D. went to this school in Indianapolis. It was a middle school. And um, one of his close friends 
uh, planned to bring a gun to school in seventh grade. Um, JD didn't know about it, good thing. But I mean, when I say this was close to home, it was like one of the kids you grew up with, you know them very well, brings a gun to school, shares the gun with another kid. They're smoking in the bathroom at seventh grade. And you get a notice that the school is shut down as a parent because one of the students brings a gun to school. Everything is okay. Your kids come home. And then JD shares that, yeah, um, they locked the school down. They locked us in our classrooms. Come to find out such and such, I won't say his name, brought a gun to school just to show it off with his friend. We find out that these kids are not suspended. I mean, like, can never go to an Indiana school again. So their life is ruined at 12 and 13 in seventh grade. They can't go to school. So they'll have to go to homeschool. They'll have to move to another state and probably, you know, try and figure out how to get into a school because I'm sure it's going to go on their school record that they brought a gun to school. So. So parents, <laughs> you got weapons. Lock them up. It starts at home. Secure them. Lock them up. Teach your kids properly. Educate them. And we just pray that you know, our government will actually do something and put something in place where, you know, again, I, I'm not saying don't have weapons, but let's be realistic. Like you could, you shouldn't just be able to walk, you know, my friend, my best friend who had severe mental health issues, um, was able to, was on suicide watch and was able to go into a gun store and buy a gun. If there had been things in place where he would have had to go through certain registry to get that gun mm -hmm. he may have he may still be with us but he was able to get that gun went and shot himself so that's all we're saying is like make it make sense make it make sense thanks for listening guys tune in to our next show have a good one bye, -bye.